Do you spend a lot of time thinking about social media or planning to use social media? Do you feel urges to use social media more and more? Do you use social media to forget about personal problems? Do you often try to reduce use of social media without success? Do you become restless or even troubled if unable to use social media? Do you use social media so much that it has had a negative impact on your job or school or even relationships? If you have answered yes to three or more of these questions, you may have an addiction to social media. Let's talk about it. This has been a public service announcement by The Ugly Sofa in the Basement Podcast. Welcome back to the Ugly Sofa in the Basement podcast. I'm your host, Chase the Conscience. Today we're going to be talking about social media addiction. Are you addicted to social media? Are you constantly checking your phone, looking for notifications, likes, comments, shares, replies, things like that? If so, this episode is for you. Scrolling through your social media timeline has become one of the most popular activities over the last decade. And even though a lot of people's use of Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or Snapchat isn't that problematic, there is a small number of users that become addicted to social networking apps. Studies show that five to 10% of Americans meet the criteria for social media addiction. Man, that's a lot. Social media addiction is a behavioral addiction that is known as being overly worried about social media, having that uncontrollable urge to log on or to use social media, and spending so much time and effort using social media that it stops you from worrying about other important life areas. I personally have been known to to be one of those people. Having an addiction to social media can cause the same symptoms as any other substance use disorder, such as mood swings, tolerance, meaning how long you can stay on the app, withdrawal, conflict in relationships, even relapse, meaning if you took a break from the social media and you just have that Jones to get back on. And and I tell you, as someone who has dealt with that, it's crazy. Social media platforms such as Facebook, Snapchat, and Instagram produce the same urge that is caused by gambling and recreational drug use to keep consumers using their products as much as possible. Studies have shown that the constant stream of retweets, likes, and shares from these sites cause the brain's reward area to trigger the same kind of chemical reaction seen with drugs like Coke. That's cocaine. Social media is addictive both physically and mentally. According to a new study by Harvard University, being on social networking sites lights up the same part of the brain that also lights up when taking an addictive substance. The reward area in the brain and its messenger pathways affect decisions and sensations. So when someone experiences something rewarding or uses an addictive substance, neurons in the dopamine producing area in the brain are activated and dopamine levels rise. So therefore, the brain receives a reward and associates the drug or activity with positive reinforcement. That's crazy. When a person gets a notification, such as a like or mention, the brain receives a rush 
dopamine and sends it along reward pathways in the brain, causing the person to feel pleasure. Social media gives rewards in the form of attention for others, basically for minimum effort, and that's insane. The brain ends up rewiring itself through this positive reinforcement, making people crave likes, retweets, and reactions. Then, which in the long run, that definitely can cause addiction. Social media use becomes a problem, especially when someone views social networking sites as a coping mechanism to relieve stress, loneliness, or depression. I've been there, I've done that, and I tell you right now, this is real. This is sincerely real. Social media gives people rewards that they're not receiving in real life, so they end up using it more and more. This will eventually lead to problems such as ignoring real life relationships, work or school responsibilities, and even physical health. People are then put into bad moods and use these platforms to feel better, causing them to depend on being on these apps. Research has shown that there is a link between social media use, negative mental health, and low self-esteem. These negative emotional reactions are not only produced due to the pressure of sharing things with others, but also the comparison of material things and lifestyles that these sites promote. You know, it's sincerely insane. I've been one of those people who have gone through this and, and have felt these things. It, it's insane. On Instagram and Facebook, you see a lot of advertisements and posts that are like, you know, designed to appeal to users based on their interest. They may see other people posting about their great jobs, um, their boyfriend or girlfriend, wife, husband, or beautiful homes, and then they feel excited or ex inspired as a result, those people. But then for others, they may see those pictures, videos, and they might feel jealous, depressed, or even suicidal because their own life isn't as perfect as the ones that they see on social media. And that's a problem. Excessive social media definitely causes unhappiness and um, dissatisfaction because it increases um, mental health, just like anxiety and depression because people are always trying to compare themselves with the people that they see online. And that makes them very self-conscious of their selves because they see themselves and they may be in a living situation that they're not happy with or a situation in general that they're not happy with. And they see their favorite YouTuber or social media you know, presence. And they're like, man, I wish I could be like that person because that person's living life and all they're doing is sitting in front of a computer all day and reacting to videos and they're making thousands of dollars. They're pulling out and Lamborghinis or you know nice cars and live in a nice house and I have to work all day and bust my behind and clock in and clock out and I'm so exhausted and tired and I'm barely making a paycheck and 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 it's hard on, on people's brains and that's the reason why addictive social media use is, is bad because it paints a picture that is unrealistic there's definitely another uh, aspect of social anxiety and it's basically the fear of missing out. So when you get online on social media, you, you see pictures or videos of people having fun and going to events that you wish you could go to, but you may have prior engagements for yourself that you have to go to um, work or something else that you need to do that's more important. Or you may have child care issues where you have kids and you can't go out and you see all your friends or peers going out and having fun and doing things and, and it makes you upset because you wish that you could be a part of it and or people don't invite you to certain things and you know you you're in your house all day 
or you work all day and then you have time to do something but no one's inviting you to go out so you're kind of just like hmm I don't want to do anything no one's inviting me to go out and then you're constantly online and you see all these pictures and videos of people doing things and you're just like dang why wasn't I invited so that's another thing that happens with overuse of uh, social media um, as far as the youth there is an estimated 27% of children who spend three or more days on social media I'm sorry three or more hours a day on social media and they exhibit symptoms of poor mental health uh, and that's very problematic because at the end of the day kids and young youth their brains are still developing their brains and social skills are not fully there as um, some people who are adults and it says that uh, research has shown Adolescents who um, use a lot of social media from a young age have a bad, stunted social interaction skill, even though they're on social media, which makes you think that you're being social and talking. A lot of the times when you're on social media, a lot of the conversations or the way that you approach people, it's definitely not going to be the same way as you approach people in real life. They say that a study performed by California State University found that individuals that visited any social media site at least 58 times per week were three times more likely to feel socially isolated and depressed compared to those who use social media fewer than nine times per week. And that's insane. That is insane. So we definitely need to find a solution. We definitely need to find a solution. It's, it's crazy insane. So it's like if you have a hard time controlling your social media use and you think that you may be addicted, just think about why you use social media and what are the advantages and disadvantages of the time spent on the platforms that you've been on. So it's like, are you getting on there just to get on there? Are you getting on there to be nosy, you know, just to waste time? Or are you feeling depressed and down about your real life and you just need to find something to, you know, cope or are you on there to network and find business partners and and promote a business or promote your music or promote your 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 artwork or something like that? Because then if that's the case, then you're being productive. But if you're just constantly on social media for no reason and you're just trying to, you know, cope with life, that's definitely not the right thing to do. Um, I, from personal experience, can tell you that it may seem at first refreshing and it may feel good you know you post something and you get a lot of uh, likes and comments and shares and things like that but in reality it's not good for you because once you get off those apps and you realize what's really around you in physical form you you don't have those things and and imagine if you lose access to your phone and you can't get back on your social media your facebook or things like that you're gonna go insane because you lost that that way of having people give you attention and that's not okay so some solutions are you know go outside meet new friends or hang out with your real friends that you have keep in contact with them for real have real conversations with your friends that's something that i've struggled with for years I've, I've always been a social media person where my closest friends call me penny like pen pal because the only time that they get a hold of me is on social media 
And that's not okay because I should be able to call them on the phone and say, hey, what are you guys doing on this day at this time? And if they're not busy and they can hang out, then I need to physically go see them. It makes you feel better because you're actually around people who care about you. And if you truly don't have someone who really cares about you, get on get on sites that promote meeting new people. I'm not saying you have to go on a dating site, but get on there and meet new people. Don't be afraid to meet someone new. Uh, you have to get out of your comfort zone sometimes and, and getting out of your comfort zone is definitely a good thing. It's never a bad thing. You don't want to let your guard down. But if you are so comfortable being isolated and being alone and you find your social media helping you out, it's not OK. You're never going to be able to meet new friends and live a real life. So therefore, you need to you need to get out. Another thing you can do is is go for a walk, go find a park and take a hike. Uh, meditate get outside and breathe in the fresh air take your shoes off walk around in the grass barefoot absorb the energy from the universe and and get yourself get yourself you know a a a a, a nice mind a nice mindset where you feel alive get some sun in you you know that vitamin c from the sun is great for you um it makes you feel a lot better smile just smile look in the mirror and say i got this i can be somebody uh and and honestly take a break erase the social media apps off your phone turn your phone off if you have if you're if you're a parent and you need to have your phone on that's fine but get rid of the social media apps and try your hardest reward yourself for not having the social media app so delete even if you have to delete one so if you have Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and Twitter, get rid of Twitter. Do that for a week. And at the end of the week, or maybe every day, reward yourself somehow. Do something that you, you like, that makes you feel good about not having that social media. And then if you can go the whole week without Twitter, get rid of Snapchat. And every day or at the end of that week, reward yourself and continue to do it until you have no social media pick up a book and read then next thing you know you don't even depend on the social media because you're so happy with the rewards that you're rewarding yourself with for not having it that it becomes second nature to not having the social media you're not even thinking about who's who's tweeting what or who's commenting or sharing things on facebook you're not worrying worrying about it anymore and that's a wonderful feeling you definitely, definitely have to get yourself away from your phones. Turn your phones off or put your phones on silent. If you have responsibilities, if you're a parent, then keep it, keep your notifications on on your phone, but just get rid of your, your social networking. Honestly, it's really not worth it. It's just something there to distract you from the, the real world. And you definitely don't want that. If you're unhappy with life, then talk to someone. It's okay to seek help. Don't ever be ashamed to get professional help or talk to a friend or talk to someone who you can trust that, um, with your darkest secrets or, you know, just, just have a conversation with somebody. Some people find it weird, but you can even meet a stranger sitting at a bench or waiting at the bus stop or sitting at a park. Just pick up a conversation with them. Explain to them, I'm going through some things you know i just need someone to speak to would you like to talk for a couple of minutes and you know just talk you don't have to get deep 
into your life, but just speak to someone. In the end, you'll probably find yourself feeling a lot better than what you did before you started talking. So, on to other news. Kendrick Lamar, this Friday, is dropping Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. What do you guys think this album is going to sound like? What are your predictions? What are your expectations? It's been, what, a good five years now since we've heard from Kendrick. You know, this is his, this is his big number five. You know, first one was Section 80, which was more of a kind of LP studio album. Number one that did big was Good Kid, Bad City. That was technically his first album. Um, but real fans consider Section 80 being his first album. He had Good Kid, Bad City after Section 80 to Pimp a Butterfly right after Good Kid, Mad City and Damn after To Pimp a Butterfly. So Damn came out in 2017 and we've all been waiting since. Damn was a good album. It was definitely a really, really, really interesting album. I liked it a lot. To Pimp a Butterfly was a beautiful, beautiful masterpiece, which was just one big poem. A lot of people had trouble trying to understand the album. It wasn't one of those albums that you could play in your car and and vibe around with the same way good kid was and uh and damn damn had a few radio bangers that you could really play and you know turn up to with uh like dna and loyalty and humble depember butterfly was more poetic um good kid mad city had you know, poetic justice don't kill my vibe you know what i mean just it just had so many backseat freestyle it had so many different songs that you could really like playing the whip to pimp a butterfly to me was more of organically made something that i could just vibe to laying in bed and listening to in the headphones and i kind of feel the same way with a uh, section 80 as well section 80 was just such an organically made album something that i can constantly listen to but me personally i can listen to those albums in the car jamming anywhere i'm just not like everybody else <laughs> so i'm looking forward to mr morale and the big steppers because it's been five years we've all been waiting we've gotten albums from other big name artists you know everybody's top five type artists such as drake kendrick big sean Nas. You know what I mean? We've gotten albums from them. So now we're, we're waiting on Kendrick. We've all been waiting on Kendrick. I'm excited. Uh, I've, been an, I've been a huge Kendrick Lamar fan for years now. And I, I remember telling any of my close friends, man, Kendrick's up next. Kendrick's up next. Same thing with J. Cole. And, and a lot of people had doubt and didn't want to hear it. And, you know... I'm so happy to see them where they're right now. I'm glad that that they're becoming household names. And, and Kendrick Lamar is just, he, he's an amazing artist. The dudes, his, his uh, lyrical content is just way more than what you, you hear. You've got to decipher and really dig deep into his lyrics to fully understand some of the things that he's saying. There's parts of certain songs on every album that I listen to that he's made that I'm just like, ooh. I finally understood what that meant after this many 
years. Um, I really, 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 really hope that this album is, is going to be great. I have high expectations for it, as we all should. It's Kendrick. I'm just hoping that it, it comes out and it's going to be really, really, really good. So I, I just I'm a fan of hip hop, as you know. I really enjoy it and I I love lyrics that talk to me. I don't like that, you know, foolish mumble type stuff. And I know that today's age it's it's you know it's the thing, you know, hip hop has evolved and the new sound is in and it's kinda like everybody wants to do it, but you know, I, I just feel like maybe we should just still have some type of, you know, lyrical content music. And that's the reason why I like certain artists like J. Cole, Kendrick, Nas, uh, Little Sims, Raspity. I love female artists, too. That's another thing I would love to get into, but we're not going to get into that today. But I will say something real fast is that there's more artists that are females that rap other than Cardi B, Nicki Minaj, and Meg Thee Stallion. Just you guys are have to really dig in and find these female artists. There's there's more than talking about bodies and and sex and stuff like that. And and a few artists that I listen to female wise, they are giving that content that's just mm, just. On to another topic, Stranger Things Season 4. I am so excited. May 27th, we get the first half of Season 4. Episode 1 to Episode 5. And then July 1st, we get, you know, the second half, which is Episode 6 to Episode 9. I don't know if anybody has seen the trailers for these yet. The first couple of trailers were real, you know, cryptic. They were okay, but they were just kind of like if you had to really dig deep to fully understand what they meant. But the very last trailer that I watched was so dark and it went into more detail. Still don't really understand what's going on, but it's okay. I loved every minute of the last trailer that they recently put out it showed a very dark side of the show it it looked darker and a lot more mature than the last three seasons and i like that the first season was phenomenal second season was phenomenal third season was okay it was just kind of like we kind of felt like all right we know what's going to happen here and it wasn't boring but it was kind of like we expected certain things to happen the ending was a shocker with hopper quote quote dying which we now know he may or may not still be alive because the whole thing with him being in russia that may not be him being alive that may be some type of flashback they've never gotten into that they could just be having us believing that he's alive because of the trailer but he still could be very dead and they're just giving us a back you know a flashback of maybe what he had to do to keep hawkins quiet maybe 
and that was how he was able to get 11 as his daughter you never know um but just certain things that they showed it looked like max was flying not flying but levitating in the trailer uh it looked like will was was walking towards a flipped over car maybe he gets some type of power because he has the connection with the um upside down and the mind flare and and things like that i am just stoked to see what they're going to do in this season and and is this going to be the last season is there going to be a season after this i mean the kids are starting to get grown um i think some of them are in their early 20s and i mean sheesh they're still playing middle and high school teenagers <laughs> in a show i mean it might be time for them to either end this and, and we, we don't know and or we might need to just skip some years ahead and kind of expose their ages a little bit and have them appear to be you know grown like they are they can still do the show being you know young adults there's no reason why we still won't love the show um as long as they don't add you know silly things that ruin shows like i know they had a lot of l and mike making out and stuff like that um if they kind of stay back from that that sexual stuff and maybe just keep it to the kissing and things like that i feel like they could keep going as the kids get older but you know hollywood and stuff like that they always have their agendas and they love to just push sex because sex sells and stuff like that but i i sincerely sincerely hope that that's not the the case so yeah that's something that i'm really looking forward to uh kendrick lamar's album dropping in a couple of days stranger things dropping in what two weeks now it's just maze having a lot of crazy cool things happening right now what do you guys think of all the new shows coming out on disney plus are you guys excited did you guys like any of the shows that came out recently i, I haven't really gotten into some of the marvel shows i know dr strange just came out i need to go see that i know there's going to be a lot of crazy things that are happening there that are going to move the uh the cinematic universe forward in the next phase i hope that everything is going to be cool i heard that they are taking the black panther off of the avengers what do you guys think about a new black panther do you guys think that they should allow michael b jordan's character come back killmonger and possibly come back alive somehow and become black panther or should the sister become the black panther or should they just not do another black panther do you think chadwick's passing causes for the movie cinematic version of black panther to no longer be around and we just get comic versions of the black panther or do you think that we should push forward and come out with another black panther and have someone else become the black panther whether it's another t'challa or if it's someone else meaning another person becomes the black panther or do you think that they should find another actor to play the role of t'challa you guys let me know that's it for tonight i appreciate you guys tuning in I'll definitely be back tomorrow with another episode of the Ugly Sofa in the Basement podcast. Always remember, guys, peace is love and love is peace. I love y'all.